Let's give him a worship offering today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, Lord, I, I'll just say it. The Lord told me people were touched today already. And I believe the Lord told me that people's been healed already in the house today because of your faith. I was praying with somebody this week, and they wanted me to pray with them and anoint them with oil. And anyway, when I got there to do it, they said, uh, uh, I'm coming here so that God can heal me. Uh, before I even go to the doctor and I thought oh so we're getting healed here so we can tell the doctor what the Lord did in our life amen because our God is on the throne and you can sit down on yours now I meant your seats your seats okay I tell you I hope that these aren't the hand lotion type of Kleenexes or I just made my glasses worse but um Times are seem pretty tough right now, and we need to remember that that our King is on the throne. And last week we talked about that uh, we need to have a passion for God, Christ, His Holy Spirit above all things, and we need to have a passion for His people, and we need to have a passion for our church. And as I was preparing this week, what the Lord put on my heart that one of the things that we kind of losing this day and age is a passion for joy and and that joy that passion of joy is so important in our life today and so that's what i wanted to talk on today was a passion of joy and it's a it comes from god but as we go into the the scripture today i just basically going to show you a lot of pot shot scriptures but uh but the first one I want to read to you is out of Nehemiah eight ten, And the Bible says, and do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And we're not to be grieved by anything. Uh, grief means the cause to suffer. In other words, uh, that grief is things that cause you to suffer. We are not to grieve, suffer anything, but we're to take joy in the Lord and his strength. Joy means a feeling or a great pleasure and happiness. That, you know, that's what a, a worldly joy is. Um, I can remember when Amy was a little girl, uh, we went to a wedding, and I don't remember who it was, but she looked up to me and she says, Dada, why did that lady wearing this white dress? And I, godly guy that I am, I said, oh, honey, uh, she's wearing a white dress because white represents happiness. And this is the happiest day of her life. And so she was smiling and thought that was so awesome. But after about five minutes, she looked up at me and she said, Daddy, why is the guy wearing black? <laughs> so did that, did that bring you happiness today? Did that bring you joy today? You know, I've been counseling with Taylor and Brooke Overman, guys. They're they're really struggling right now. They're arguing over who's supposed to make coffee. It's a pretty big deal, isn't it, Taylor? Love you guys. They're all like, I'm going to kill you, Pastor. I, I had to share this today. But, but you know, Brooke, being the godly woman she is, she looked to the Word. And she came back to us, and we settled it from the Bible. It's called Hebrews. Come on. 
what you're saying is, is you can't find complete joy and happiness in your pastor, right? You know, that's the definition of joy in the world is, is a happiness and, 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 and but it, to me, the worldly joy is incomplete. When you look up biblical happiness, biblical happiness means a godly joy. A godly joy involves even more. It's a deep-rooted, inspired happiness, again, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when the world is telling us all this crud's going on, all these horrible things are going on, he is our God and he is on his throne and we take joy in, in this life because it doesn't matter what's going on. It's an inspired joy. The Lord really took this a little bit deeper Joy is a spiritual attribute of the believer. Every one of you has a spirit of joy when you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is joy. You know, normally we go through love, joy, peace. Well, today the Lord just said, say it that way, but the fruit of the spirit is joy. So our harvest, farmers, we don't depend on for our joy. We have a supernatural joy in Jesus. Our joy does not depend on a job promotion. We have a supernatural joy. Our joy doesn't depend on people treating us right. We have a supernatural joy. Our joy doesn't depend on this house being full. We have a supernatural joy. Now, we hope for all these other things, but our joy is inspired joy from the Lord, and we can be happy in in and all circumstances. Our joy doesn't depend on anything but God, and God is a supernatural joy that will always bring us happiness, that will always bring us peace, that will always bring us what we need. As I said, supernatural joy resides in the believer. So make it your practice to rejoice always. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Now I thought this scripture was pretty awesome today. God was saying we have a supernatural joy to rejoice in him always And if we're not, we're quenching the spirit of God in our lives. And I never thought of it that way. You know, we always think that if somebody doesn't do what we want, they quench the spirit. But we have a choice to have joy in our life or we have a choice to grumble in our life. And when we choose to to grumble, that may have got to you on that one. We choose to grumble, it quenches the spirit. But when we choose to have joy... God's spirit moves upon us. Today we had a choice to whether to take joy in the worship and praise at the beginning. And we took joy in it and we experienced the magnificent presence of the Lord. But some of you may have came in here. Some may be outside that, that you're just going to be a gloomy today. And so you didn't receive much joy because you quenched the spirit moving in your life. You know, I hear so many times that, Pastor, that service was horrible. And then I hear from the son, another person that first service was spectacular. And it really makes me wonder sometimes that, that when the Word of God is broken open, 
the word says it comes back and it produces. The word of God brings life. So if you did not receive today, if I said nothing but the word of God, you should be blessed. But we choose whether we're going to be blessed or not. We choose whether we're going to have joy or whether we're going to quench the spirit. How about those people that, that when they walk into a room and you're having such a good time and they walk in with doom and gloom and it just kills it and quenches the atmosphere? Or what about those people that walk into a room and, and man, they lift the room up because they got that supernatural joy in their life? The Lord says to rejoice always in him. Our problem is, is that we're rejoicing in the things of the world and trying to take stock in a president and we find out he gets sick just like we do. And again, I, I love the president and we need to pray for him, but, but our joy and our complete joy is in the Lord. And that's who we get our satisfaction from. So the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's our happiness. The old song, the joy of the Lord is my strength. We would sing it three times and then we'd end up by saying, Oh, the Lord, the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Why? He gives me living water and I thirst no more. And we'd sing that two or three times for the joy of the Lord is my strength. If you want joy, you must sing for it. And we'd sing that three times and ended up for the joy of the Lord is my strength. If you want joy, you must shout for it. If you want joy, you must clap for it. And then we'd sing them over and over and over. And then we'd end up for the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if, if you're like me, you're kind of getting out of your comfort zone when they'd say, oh, the joy of the Lord, you must laugh for it. And I can remember the old leaders of the church would get up and they'd go, ha, 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 ha. And I'd be laughing at them because they look so silly. <laughs> but, but if you see there, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. They were quoting the scripture over and over and over and over, and it'll eventually bring you joy. Even if you're like me and a little boy in the back laughing at him, ha, 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 you're, you're crazy up there. It brought us joy. The word of God brings us joy. The neat thing about it is joy is healthy. And guys, we need to get a hold of this from the science world. They say joy is happy. Joy is healthy. Joy helps you lose weight. How many want to been on all these diets and stuff? Well, when you're miserable and you're depressed, you eat all the time. But when you're walking in the joy of the Lord, you're excited. And so joy brings you, it helps you lose weight. Joy is proven to lower stress. How many of you are stressed out? Joy is proven to lower your risk of heart attack. Joy is proven to lower your blood pressure. Joy is proven to boost your immune system. Well, I've got an immune system disability. Well, have some joy and maybe you won't anymore. Joy will help you focus. I know I've had a hard time focusing lately, so I'm working on my joy. My memory improves your memory. And I'm thinking, man, I need more joy. It'll cause you to want to serve others more. Think about that. Joy causes you to be more grateful and content. Joy makes you feel pretty amazing. You know, you don't want to believe the word. That's the, the health and the scientist of our world and age. 
Joy is proven to be healthy. So as John 16, 24, Jesus' own word says, asking you will receive, why? That your joy may be full. Your joy is in the Lord. Your joy is in Jesus. Your joy is in the things of God. So in the Bible, we can think of, and I probably won't get through all these today, but I just wrote down some things that cause us joy, or the Bible talks about. And if you don't hear them all today, you can listen to us tonight, or come join us at Carthage tonight. But the first one and the most important one is salvation. Take joy in your salvation. Everything we're talking about today, you can't have that complete joy in the Lord, that fruit of the Spirit, joy, unless you're saved. All the reason more to get saved is because salvation brings us joy. I can remember when I gave my life to the Lord, it brought me joy. It brought me refreshment. It was an exciting time of my life. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And Paul said it all right there that when you get saved, there's joy, there's peace, and it comes from the power of the Holy Spirit operating in your life. It'll give you hope, happiness, the things that God's called you to do. A lot of people are wondering, is this life even worth living? I get it all the time. Uh, People are saying, man, why am I even here? People are wanting to take their life. They're just tired of everything. Well, if you're following the human flow and emotions of joy and getting your joy in Facebook, reality TV, binge watching, uh, whatever it may be, chances are you are drowning in depression, worry, and anxiety. We can't draw our joy from this world. Uh, I tell you what, people that are fighting suicide are drawing their joy from something in the world because if it's in Christ, suicide's the last thing on their mind. This life is worth living. You were created to take joy in Jesus. That's why salvation is so important. We have an empty hole in our life until we're saved. And be honest with you, after we're saved, if we don't continue in God, that empty hole still needs to be filled. But people have an empty hole in their life because man was created in the image of God to worship God and to be with God. And when we don't do that, there's a hole that needs to be filled. And many of us are filling that hole with the resources and the joy of the world, and it's never going to last. It's never going to go forever. Oh, if I get a new car, get the new car a week later, you're back in the same boat. You know, let's do this or let's do that. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's the reason that we live and are so happy is because the Lord in our life. I can remember that even after I was saved, that I was just not there yet. And, and I gave my life to the Lord and I was trying to live for him. And, and you guys have heard the story and I was struggling with a few things. And I went to a person and they said, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? The Lord's telling me you have a void in your life, a whole empty hole that you're trying to replace the alcohol and the lifestyle that you used to have. And it needs to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. And we prayed that day for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and, it's, and I've moved forward ever since. 
We need to fill the holes that we have, the emptiness that we have with the things of God, with the passion of God, the passion of Jesus, the passion of the Holy Spirit, the passion of people and the passion for the church. That's what will bring you joy. 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9 says that Jesus, these things bring you unspeakable joy. Even though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe in him. You are filled with a glorious joy that cannot be put into words. You are receiving a salvation of your souls. This salvation is a final result of your faith. And guys, you get that today that, that a lot of times we got to see something to be satisfied. We got to touch it. We got to feel it. We got to smell it. But the Holy Spirit is so powerful. Jesus' presence is so awesome that when we get in his presence like we did today, we experience that joy. Man, we're taking joy in something we can't even see with our physical eyes or hear with our physical ears or with our physical sight. But our spirit man is tearing it up. We see him all over the place. He's in the house today. And we got to get it from our mind to our heart that, that, that these things... But Jesus has unspeakable joy for us. That's why we read the word. The word reassures us in the things of God. Take joy in repentance. Luke 15, 7 says, Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need to repent. Guys, there's no regret in repentance. We, we, Satan has made uh, repentance a regret thing. We sit in our chairs on Sunday mornings because we're regretting things and we don't want to repent because we're ashamed when repentance is what brings us the great joy. At salvation, we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It says right here, it brings heaven great joy. It brings Jesus great joy. It brings us great joy repentance brings us great joy so i challenge you today don't be in regret today for the things you've done come to jesus if you're here today and you haven't accepted jesus christ your lord and savior come to jesus quit regretting your life and come to him and let him forgive you and put that spirit of joy in your heart but what about you believers today you know david allowed sin in his life to the point that, that it took away his joy. It took away the presence of God. And he realized that, Lord, I've allowed this sin. This is the one that believed in the Lord. I've allowed this sin to come between us, Lord. And he cried out to God, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not what thy Holy Spirit from me restore in other words he's repenting restore to me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit sometimes as christians we can get caught up in the sins and the things of the world to the point that we lose our joy some of you believers here today may be saying well pastor i don't agree with anything you're saying maybe you lost your joy because you're getting tied up with the passions and the concerns of the world too much and like David, we need to realize that and say, Lord, oh, create in me a clean heart. I look back, and I'll be honest with you, I told you last week, Joel and Jim had reminded me of the joy that I used to have. And I've allowed Satan to steal some of my joy. 
And, and I've been repenting of that, Lord. Give me the joy back that I once had. Give me the joy of the Lord. Why? Because we get focused on the things of this world. We get, you guys, COVID's been a relief for me because I don't have to worry about performing anymore. If something isn't going right, uh, COVID, you guys are oh, cool. <laughs> Before something wasn't going right, it didn't matter what my excuse was. Well, I think you need to be doing this. Well, why don't you doing that? COVID. Oh, okay, Pastor. <laughs> Me and Waffer aren't getting along with COVID. Okay, Pastor. It's easy. Just blame COVID. But we need to get back to our joy. There's joy in repentance. Don't regret who you are and, and, and regret go to Jesus. It's time to get past the regret. It's time to operate in repentance because it brings you great joy, but most of all, it brings God. God was rejoicing up there. Believe me, God was rejoicing. When my kids do something wrong or did something wrong earlier in their lives, you know, it, it tore at my heart. It tears at my heart now when they do wrong. And when they make changes for the ride, I don't go up and say, well, you should have done that a long time ago. I say, praise the Lord. What about the prodigal son? Man, the torment that he went through and his son came home, he threw a party. There's no regret in repentance. Satan has caused us to regret who we are to the point we won't repent because we're too bad. Well, blame COVID and repent today. (laughs) And get our joy. Get your joy. Take joy in witnessing. Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul regarded death as something even greater worth than life. Yet for him, Jesus had made his life profoundly worth living by telling others about Jesus. Again, your life is worth living. And you'll figure that out when you start telling people about Jesus. When you start realizing that Jesus is the awesome and most awesome thing in the world. Unhappiness can be because we're operating outside of our giftings and callings. God has called us to do things. God has called us to witness. And when we don't do those things, it can cause unhappiness in our life because we were made to glorify the Lord. And and when we're glorifying the Lord, really... Um, guys, if you're in love with Jesus, people are going to know it and they're going to change just because of how in love with Jesus you are. That was my next point. When we're living for the Lord, passion for God, passion for people, and passion for the church will be our joy. Go save disciples' sin. I'm getting excited about Operation Christmas Child. We're going to be breaking down the chairs after church today. We need help doing that. And we're going to be setting up for Operation Christmas Child. And we're going to be making gifts that go to people across the world. And we're able to bless those people. It brings us great joy. Operation Christmas Child and many other ministries. I'm just talking about that because I was supposed to announce it. And I hadn't yet. (laughs) But it brings us great joy. It brings me great joy. Christina had me help her lift these tubs into the church the other day. Man, they weighed a tub. And I get in here and I set them down. Did you guys get that? Man, they weighed a tub. 
that was a joke too, you know. But anyway, I brought the other one in and I'm looking at him and there's a washcloth. Now be nice. These guys are getting rough over here in this area. But they brought in these washcloths with a piece of soap in them. And I said, well, that's a good idea, Christina. I can't believe you thought of that. That is so awesome. She goes, Pastor, we've been doing that from the beginning. And, and I didn't even know it. And I've been working these gifts from the beginning. So, but it brings us great joy. Another thing is we need to take joy in trials. James 1, 2, and 3 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Are we experiencing any trials? Yeah. Are you taking joy in God during this? Man, our country's a mess, and I didn't even have a chance to watch the debate the other night. But, boy, I heard about it. And I went over to Dad's, and, and I didn't even really watch it, was talking to Dad, and it had me so distracted that I couldn't even concentrate talking to Dad. And I get home, and Franklin Graham posts, after watching the election debate Tuesday night, we're reminded that the problems we face as a nation cannot be solved without God. And I had to laugh. I had to laugh because that is so true. We're just now getting that. Man, you watch the debate. You're thinking, oh my goodness, talk about trials. What are we going to do? We need God. And God is the one that brings our joy. Now, what started me on this whole topic today, I was looking up weight loss stuff. I don't really need it, do I? I was just trying to help others. Why is people laughing over that? That wasn't a joke. But, but anyway, uh, this, this gal, she's lost 100 pounds. And she, she gives glory to God because the joy is what helped her do that. She was caught in depression and, and lots of things. And her, she said a quote in this article, Seek joy daily. Be grateful when it comes easily and fight for it when it doesn't. And boy, I couldn't get that out of my mind. Think about that. Seek joy daily. Be grateful when it comes easy. Fight for it when it doesn't. Take joy in giving. It's more blessed to give than receive. Acts 20, 35. If you want to put up the building fund chart, I think I put it on the slides. That brings us joy. We got another $1,000 this last week. Let's give the Lord praise. I think that puts us, you can count the chairs there, but at over 80, I think, on this push here. Again, year to date, we've paid 113000 on the principal just this year. But our drive was just 80, whatever it is on the chairs that you see behind me. That's not even counting the $24,000 in interest that we've paid. That brings me great joy. Are we there yet? No, but it still brings me great joy because in a rough time of year, God is blessing us. You see, the Bible tells us when we tithe and give correctly, it will bring us great joy. If you go to Malachi 3, 8 through 12, Malachi 8, 3 through 12, or back up, Malachi 3, 8 through 12. I'm going to read it out of the NIRV. Uh, this is a, more of a children's Bible, but I think it really puts it in perspective. 
While a mere human being dared to steal from God, or will a mere human being dare to steal from God? See, I get nervous talking about this. And I skipped over a part here that I was going to say, what I'm about to read to you is God's words, not mine. Blame COVID, okay? If you like it, like God. If you don't like it, then don't like God. Keep me out of this. This is between you and God. Will a mere human being dare to steal from God? But you rob from me. You ask, how are you robbing? By holding back your offerings. You also steal from me when you do not bring me a tenth of everything you produce. So you're under my curse. You can't be joyful if you're not giving. It says curse, not joy. So when we're not in the will of God and in the things of God, and we have regret and we're hurting and we're, we're burned up inside, it may be simply that we're robbing from God. Verse 9, so you're under my curse. In fact, your whole nation is under my curse. That is because you're robbing me. I support, uh, uh, buy a lot of things online like right now, like a lot of you do. But a lot of the businesses have gone to the point to where they're giving 10% or percentage to a worldly, secular, most of them thing. And, and their produce is up because people like to give. But most of the things they're giving to is not godly things. They're using a godly principle to build their business. This godly principle of giving is what we need to give to the storehouse where you attend church, the place where you go. Verse 10 says, bring the entire tent to the storehouse in my temple church. Then there will be plenty of food. Do you get that? When we tithe, there will be plenty of food. Test me this way, says the Lord. Then you will see that I will throw open the windows of heaven. I'll pour out so many blessings that you will not have enough room to store them. I will keep bugs from eating up your crops and your grapes will not drop from the vines before you, they are ripe, says the Lord. Then all nations will call you blessed. Your land will be delightful, says the Lord who rules over all. Your joy will never be complete until you're giving according to God's will. After reading all this, if we make $1,100 or $115.15 goes into the, the temple, the church. If we're not doing this, the word says we're stealing from God. We're under a curse. How can your joy be complete when God's not happy with you? I think about it. How many of you would go rob a bank today? Is your hand up over there? Oh, you're just getting a drink. I said, anybody going to rob the bank today? And she's like, no. Oh. Oh, man, don't get that on film. Really? How many of you would rob from your family? But it don't bother us to rob from God. 
I can remember the first time I robbed. I'll never forget it. The IGA store in Lamar that doesn't exist. I think it's a John Deere lot right now or around in there. And I stole a piece of candy. You'd go in and there's candy out everywhere and you paid a penny for it. And I distracted mom. I said, look, COVID. And, and anyway, I stole a piece of candy. And COVID works, man, doesn't it? It does. It works. And, and I stole a piece of candy. And anyway, I went out to the car. You know what gave me away? She heard me unwrapping it. And she heard me chewing on it. My wife says I chomp a lot. And Jonathan, my best friend, confirmed that when we went to visit my son. He said, Pastor, I love you a lot, but you chomp a lot. <laughs> Man, can you believe they'd say that to me? If I'd have known about COVID then, I'd have distracted you. <laughs> but sitting in the car, well, mom lit me up. So I was under mom's curse. And she said, you're going to go back inside and you're going to give that back to him, what was left, which basically the wrapper. And then you're going to pay him the penny. And to be honest with you, doing that part was, I'd rather took the whipping. But I was under that curse until I went in and showed regret and repentance. And then I was back under the love of my mother again. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. So when we look at that, as we look to God. Is tithing going to send me to hell? And I'm not saying that today. Lord is happiest with us when we're giving like we should be. Really. That could cause a lot of unhappiness in your life because the Lord, I think, challenges us. I've never had to worry about that part because my wife takes care of it. And she just does it. And that's one thing I love about my wife. And she's fine, by the way. She goes to women's retreats all the time. But I respect her for that because she's seeking the Lord. And a couple of women are with her from the church today and many others outside the church. But, but we need to press into the passions of God. And that's what she's doing. But now I forgot what I was talking about. But, oh, she's always taking care of that. But that's why I love the statements that Tammy sends out to us. I check them against what she's doing, and she's usually right on. And she didn't, I talk to her about it and say, honey, we're not where we need to be here. And we correct it. But the Bible says you will be blessed when you tithe correctly. The Bible says I will throw open the windows of heaven I'll pour out so many blessings that you will not have enough room to store them. Man, that's what we want. You could just practice the principle and be blessed. That's what these online companies are doing. One yesterday, they were up to 2 million or 2 billion. Whenever you just tap on there, they ask you, do you want to give? Oh, I'll get $5, click. Man, they're getting more money than the church is. They're practicing principles that that the Lord taught us. Designated giving is above your tithe. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 says, here's something to remember. The one who plants only a little will gather only a little. 
And the one who plants a lot will gather a lot. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. You shouldn't give it if you don't want to. You shouldn't give it because you're forced to. God loves a cheerful giver. That's when I always talk about the building. I say, guys, the way we're doing it, that's above your tithe. That's above, that's an offering. And I always say, guys, don't give for me. Don't give because of me. Give because you got a cheerful heart. Put in that basket because you want to give above your tithe. But if you're asking me about the tithe, yes, you need to be doing the tithe. If you want to be some other people that say, well, that, that went out with the Old Testament, the tithe and the offering did. Yeah, the New Testament says to give all you have. So what you want to talk about today? The Old Testament or the New? What about if we would change around and start giving 90% to God and living on 10%? Oh, my goodness. It's more blessed to give than to receive, Acts 20, 35. When we are blessed, we can bless others. When we're living correctly, God is blessing us. Our blessings will spread all over people. And I'm going to close with this today. Take joy in your relationships. Don't hate your pastor for preaching on tithing. Though I have much to write you, I'd rather not use paper and ink Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. That's why I don't like texting. To be honest with you, I love everybody online, outside, but I would rather see you face to face. But I got to thinking about it. Paul was dealing with COVID back in the day. No, he wasn't. Paul was in prison and he couldn't see them face to face. A lot of Paul's letters, he was in prison and he was confined and he couldn't go to the people. There's five books that Paul wrote that are called the prison epistles. And he will comment this way a lot of times in them because he would rather be face to face. But it was depending on the letter. The letter. I would rather be face to face than depend on internet and depend on other things to get the word out. But we do what we need to do at certain times. But that joy of companionship that joy of being close to each other, that joy of just being together is so awesome. And that's why I hate this, this epidemic because it's breaking that down. It keeps us from doing that. It's breaking down a principle of God. And I hate that. Man, the other night we were going into nominations and nominations is a team that votes on uh, uh, all the positions in the church. That's why I love our system. I don't run the church. You do. We as a group set down the, the nine to, or however many's on the team. There's nine on the team and 11, 10, and me, 11, and if Jim comes in, 12. And we vote on the things of the church and who would serve the positions greatly. And, and I loved it when most of you were like me, and I don't know, I didn't ask the people, but it was a long day Tuesday night. Been a long day. I was ready to go home. And I could see that on some people when they came in. They were ready to go home. But I tell you what, in nominations, we had a good time the other night. We had a blast the other night, or at least I did. I'm looking at my nominations people, and they're, oh, did the same meeting I was at. <laughs> but we had a great time the other night. That meeting was, was, it was an hour and a half, but it was fast and fun. And we enjoyed, we laughed. 
And I love the companionship that we had. If you're not caught up in that illustration, let me tell you a joke. And if that doesn't work, I'll blame COVID. But we need to take joy in our relationships. This human connection. I went to the ball game the other night and went to watch a liberal and Jasper. And it tickled me. I was on the liberal side or the Jasper side. And I'm getting blasted by liberal people. Pastor, you're on the wrong side. Uh, Jasper was ahead then. I wanted to text back. No, I'm on the winning side, but I didn't have the heart to. And, and anyway, but I had a blast just hanging out and talking with our people. And, and I was so excited. Joe was texting about the fun night he had. And I texted him back. Everybody that I talked to that night, and it was a wonderful night. And I got to looking there. I think it was 15, 20 people. But I had a, a, a joyful time talking to the people of God, our friends and family. We need to take joy in our relationships. You know, another way to look at it, that we need to take joy in Christ. You know, we talked about earlier, we may not see him, we may not be able to touch him, but we can still take joy in him. And I thought of my son, you know, he's not here. Amy's here and I can take joy in her all the time. We're remodeling her house right now. And, and to be honest with you guys, I've lost 12 pounds just because of hard physical work. She's working my tail off. I'm working hard for the church at any, any moment. She's living with us and she don't want to live with us. So she's like, dad, let's go work on the house. So I can't sit around at all and up and down. I couldn't hardly move getting out of bed this morning. But I got on the scales and I thought, well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But I'm enjoying her right now. But Joshua, when he calls, I love it. And I talk to him. And it's pretty cool. But when I see Joshua face to face, it's even better. Think about it, Jesus, that way. Jesus is calling. Jesus is with us all the time. But one day we're going to see him face to face. We can take companionship with him now. But we can look forward to and take joy in. If our life is horrible, we can take joy in knowing that I'm going to be face to face with my favorite companion, Jesus Christ, one day. But guys, we've been face to face with him today. If the praise team wants to come forward, we've been face to face with him today. And we can experience the totality of his presence, but it's going to take a little work. In heaven, it's going to be easy. Man, you're going to feel it, and you're not going to want to walk away from it. And I've been in some presences of God on this earth that I didn't want to leave. I literally cried, and I told you guys a story. There was a move of the Holy Ghost during finals at my Bible college. And, and we'd already had one and been missed two, a couple of days, and the school couldn't afford to go another day without classes. And they said, guys, if you can go to your classes, you need to try to. And if not, we'll make them up. But I wasn't the smartest camper. And I'd studied all night. And I wanted to take that test. And I literally cried walking over to take the test. Because of walking away from the, uh, the presence of God was that strong. I didn't want to leave. And I wept walking away from it. Ended up failing the test anyway because I'd memorized it. And the pastor, or the pastor, the, the professor changed the wording to if it was true, it was false. And I butchered it. I blew the test because it was memorized and not studied. 
So what I'm telling you, the moral of that story is don't walk away from the presence of God when it's there, press into it. Nothing's too important, more important than the presence of God. And we can experience it here. So as we go through all this today, if you're not saved today, you got a hole in your heart. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord, you got a hole in your heart. And you need to fill him, let him fill that void. If you're here today and you're a believer, but you got a, a hole in your heart because you've allowed some sin into your life, there's an open hole and it's starting to get bigger and bigger. You need to come to these altars just like anybody else and say, Lord, I repent. And I emphasize, don't regret today. Just repent and let the joy of the Lord fill your heart. Take joy in repentance, guys. Man, when you mess up during the day, take joy in repentance. Me and Amy have a disagreement. I'll go and tell her I'm sorry. It's hard to do, but we take joy in it afterwards. And me and my wife have an argument. It's hard to say, I'm sorry. But after we do, we're glad we take joy in it. It's the same way of the Lord. It's hard to say, I'm sorry. But when we do, man, the joy of the Lord will just come over us. If you're not telling others about Christ today, you got an empty hole in your heart. If you're not witnessing, we need to do that. If you're going through trials and tribulations today, we need to remember to seek God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and don't allow holes to open up. And I'm going to make that quote today. If you got trials going on, seek joy daily, but be grateful for it when it comes easily. And you fight for it when it comes hard. Some of you today are fighting for joy, and I tell you to continue to do it. Fight for joy. Don't give in to sorrow. Fight for joy because it's a spiritual gift. It's in you. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. And if, you've got to, if you're a believer, it's in you no matter what's going on in this life. And today, if we're not giving correctly, we can make that right as well. The offering plates are still in the front. The tithe plates are still in the front. So you can give of your 10% to the tithe plates and you can give above your tithe to the offering and be a more cheerful giver. But it's in front of us today. We don't need to depend on drugs. We don't need to depend on this world for our happiness. We don't need to depend on anything but Jesus. Jesus helps us lose weight, kill stress, kills the risk of heart attack, blood pressure. He boosts your immune system. Joy in the Lord improves your memory, your focus, your cause to want to serve others, makes you grateful and content, makes you feel pretty amazing. Joy. We'll stand to our feet today. Do you have joy today? laid at the Lord's feet these altars are open today what's trying to steal your joy come against it but father you see our hearts across the room today father you see our hearts online today and father we ask that you move mightily across us and lord help us to make a step in the direction of joy today 
whatever's in the way, Lord, that we would step forward towards you, your passion. Father, your gift of joy specifically today, that we can have joy in our lives. As the scripture says that it may be tough the night before, but we can have joy in the morning. It's a new day. It's a new day today. We can have joy now, but you got to take it. Title of the sermon today, take joy. Father, let us be aggressive. Let us take joy when it's easy. Father, let us take joy when it's tough. Father, let us press into joy no matter what. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. These altars are open today. Let's receive from him.